Hello, beloved ones. Welcome back or welcome for the first time to the I'm Enough podcast. As always, it took me quite some time to um, record, so I had a couple of beginnings and I got lost in my mind again of how to start, how to introduce a topic. So I just want to tell you, I want to talk with you about something which is very dear to my heart. And it is the idea that um, I think we're stuck and I'm definitely stuck in my mind quite often, and that we need to think less and feel more. Now, I have a question for you. How do you actually experience your emotions? I mean, when I speak this out loud, it sounds kind of simple to answer. Well, you experience love or joy or sadness or depression or whatever you experience and it's just simply there right but I often believe and I observe it within myself that instead of fully experiencing an emotion fully diving into for example sadness or joy I am abstracting it with my mind I'm trying to grasp and analyze the emotion they experience through the filter of my mind so what do I mean by that I very often call myself recovering control freak and the ones who know me and the ones who have witnessed my path, especially um, 10 years ago, know that um, I'm coming a bit from a different background. So my entire life, I or let's say not my entire life, a majority of my life, I felt I was... Um, out of control or out of the of the space where I was in charge of what's happening, and I felt very um, yeah victim to sort circumstances. And obviously, I put myself maybe also into them by allowing myself to experience that. But I felt like I don't have control over how I feel, how I react, how things are happening around me. So I took a turn in my life. To a totally opposite direction which is I believe naturally especially if you have experienced moments or or parts of your life where you are like not in charge you don't own and don't control stuff it's a very uncomfortable feeling so naturally I think um, I developed the idea that I in order to bring my life back on track I need to be in charge 100% all the time everywhere and I swung so so to say on the other side of the pendulum trying to be in control of everything and after that I've realized that huh that's interesting this is a very beautiful tool for me because um, I'm a really fucking good manager I'm a good project lead like I have many things under control I see many things because I'm so obsessed about details and really um, trying to make sure that there is a plan b and plan c, uh, plan plan c and and so on and so on but it's it's also very exhausting um, job to be in charge the whole time so then I started a new part of my life where I experiment with the fact where I'm in charge and in control again where is my mind more active of taking the lead of what needs to be done and where do I trust and let go and allow my body intelligence to take over so something which is not so easy to 
to be grasped by the mind. Um, you might call it the heart or the spiritual heart or simply your intuition, your emotion. It does not really matter how you formulate that. But what I mean is that I allow um, flexibility into my life. I allow spontaneity into my life. I allow to feel life. So trying to find somehow the balance on, on this journey. Now, this, this saying, think less and feel more, is something that I resonate really, really deeply at the bottom of my core. I have trained so many years um, to become really good with my mind, to become really, um, to develop this intellect. So I, I am seen also as a functioning member of society. And I kind of also believe that our society is designed in a certain way that we celebrate our intellect, our minds, um, our abilities to think, to analyze. And unfortunately, we have not so much room for developing our other intelligence centers like the heart, our intuition, our emotional intelligence, our body intelligence. Um, there are many different centers of intelligence, I believe. So through this focus, uh, especially if you're coming also um, or coming in touch like I am with an academic career, you are trained basically how to think more, how to think um, accurate, how to debate accurate, how to choose your words precisely so you can uh, use words as a tool, not of communication, but a tool of influence, a tool of um, putting yourself into the right position and so on. And while there is nothing wrong with that, I believe me, and this is something what I'm speaking from my experience, and I invite you to look at your own life. Um, as always, don't believe anything what I say. Experience it for yourself and see what is true for you. But for me, like this intellectual game that I have become so perfectly good at, and of course there's room for improvement, don't get me wrong, but I, I know I've become really good at it because I also felt that I can only connect to a certain being uh, through my intellect. So to to I, I love intellectual conversations. I love um, um, debates. I love intellectual exploration of ideas. I love abstractions because they really, like for me, that's a, such a, a beautiful task to do with my mind. But at some level in my life, I realized that um, that's the only way of how I connect to others. That's the only channel of how I connect even to myself through the intellect. And if it comes to my feelings, um, what I observed within myself, and sometimes it happens, being quite frankly honest with you, um, it still happens, right? So it's not that it's gone, I'm just way more mindfully aware of that and sometimes it happens and I in retrospective um, see that this is not the way how I wanted to experience it sometimes I can catch myself in the moment of doing that sometimes I have um, a great partner um, or friend or family member who is calling me out on my bullshit if you will uh, in the very moment but I catch myself intellectualizing certain feelings so, for instance, if I feel sad or triggered or depressed or um, lonely, maybe, 
what I used to do again and still do in certain occasions is to instead of really feeling this sadness, this loneliness, this grief, this depression, this whatever, I would escape into my mind and intellectualize the feeling. What I mean with that is that I would try to search for reasons of why this happens and okay, so, you know, like a like a, being a psychotherapist with myself okay so this this situation uh, triggered the inner child with me and uh, it comes from my my uh, parental experience and this is what I feel happens and this is the relationship to the other person right now and this is what uh, needs to be done in order to uh, get um, keep on moving like to solve the situation so all of these different explanations rationalizations and um, action steps to move on somehow. And I know this because I have also friends um, that reflect me this um, really beautifully. So I have a good friend um, from Spain and I love this person really to my bones. And it's interesting um, to see when, when another person is doing the same thing that you're doing, suddenly you have a mirror and an opportunity to look at yourself it's literally like a mirror of yourself and if you're willing to look at it you're just realizing the insanity of that so in his case when he has struggles with uh, his partner his girlfriend and um, like there's a conflict or something within a family or something internally his first reaction would be to figure out, analyze the problem, analyze the stressors, the triggers, analyze the potential of how to move on and make a bucket list, uh, not a bucket list, like bullet points of how to move, like how to take appropriate action so you can um, resolve the conflict. Now, hear me out. I don't believe this is wrong, right, to be ambitious about solving your situation. But I think, speaking from my experience and observation of well, not only him, but the work also of many others, but also my close friends, because I believe we all have this tendency, is that we're robbing us the opportunity to feel what really is going on, to really honor the emotion to its core, to really allow our body, our heart to, to, to dive into this emotion, to study this emotion, to really, for example, study how does sadness feel? Where is it really present in my body? Is it my chest which is reacting? Is it my throat which feels there is no air uh, there? How does it feel? Is it pulsing? Is it a constant pain? Is it a contraction? Really studying the emotion. And we do not do that because it's easier to escape in the mind and to intellectualize that. And for a long time, I believed, because I gained my new tool of the mind, as I shared with you before, being on the other side of the spectrum when you are lost or out of control and you don't have these tools of how you can um, verbalize certain feelings, how you don't have certain tools that help you to take inspired action. They're all beautiful things. Um, it was a safe ha uh, heaven, 
I hope you can see it this way, to finally have some tools which will help me to, to abstract the experience. Okay, so what's going on, this out of control, it actually is, for example, sadness or anger, and this is coming from my child's uh, experience, and this is because uh, this need is not met, so uh -huh, I need to take care of that. So the mind really helped me to, to really resolve or get more clarity on certain situations. But I want to remind you and me in this moment that the mind is also a tool. And like every tool in life, it is limited. You use a tool for certain things and for certain things you use another tool. So in my personal belief is that the mind is limited to um, work for some stuff, to experience emotions, to really experience life. If you intellectualize emotions, if you intellectualize certain situations, especially the ones who are labeled as negative. Because usually when we have good, good stuff going on in our life, um, we just uh, selectively accept them because we like that, we don't like that. But when it comes to negative experiences, again, sadness, anger, disappointments, um, stress, we very often escape it through our minds and what we do with that is that we're creating kind of a wall between our heart, our emotional well-being, and um, uh, and our mind, so to say. Because if you abstract it, if you intellectualize it, if you are really um, talk this through, you are still not solving the problem because sadness is still here. It's still here in your heart. It's still here in your body. There is literally no illness or experience which is not physical, emotional, mental, and even spiritual. There is no such thing that is separated. So if you want to work for some stuff, you cannot only um, work for it and look at it from one single aspect. We're multidimensional beings. We have the ability to use our body and our emotions for this experience. So me personally, right now in this moment, and I'm also just coming from an event where we um, have been talking about the subject, how we love, and we listened to some talks and did some exercises. And it for me was so interesting to observe myself um, seeing that I'm actually quite not bored, but I'm tired a bit uh, about this intellectualizing process. And again, it's not that it's not interesting to abstract what how we love and how relationships work and what are the cornerstones for and foundation for a good relationship. All this is beautiful. But I feel sometimes when we visit events, when we connect to other people, when we um, have conflicts or disagreements with other people, that's somehow the only thing that is available to us, this toolbox, right? It's very limited. Somehow it's only through the lens of the mind and not really experiencing. Experiencing how to love. Not talking about it, but experiencing even in a micro-experiment. And especially if you're like me living in an urban context, in a city where things you have... I mean, like, it's a great time. We have so many different events. Um, we can connect to so many different people. We can explore so many ideas um, for technology and simply the time we're living in. But so many of this experience, I personally think, are so much focused on the mind, about thinking, analyzing, abstracting, and very little on experiencing fully. And if you think of that also, is that um, 
we are not even really taught how to do that. I personally didn't know how to to feel my emotions. What does it actually mean to feel sadness fully? Well, I'm feeling it somehow. But if you're still, if you're not expecting anything, if you're um, recognizing, sharpening your awareness, for example, there is sadness. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I'm still, I'm not trying to create my next um, bullet points of how to move on or to find... Um, ideas why I'm feeling sad. If I skip all this talk in my head and just recognize that the experience that I'm having right now in my human body is sadness. Yes, sadness is a word which is abstraction of something um, that which is going on right now. So how about I leave the explanation and just look inwards and feel into and sense my body. Where is where is the sadness? How does it feel? If it would have a color, what color is it? What do I experience at this moment? If I slow down, if I if I dive deep, it's a totally different way of connecting to oneself and to life. And um, especially, I feel like when we, um, because um, many people approach me regarding this topic, authentic relationships with others, um, especially after I released this one episode on um, how to connect authentically to, to somebody else. Um, I want to bring it up because it is part of that. If you really want to build connections which are deep and raw and honest, from my point of view, and this not necessarily mean that this applies to every one of us, and again, try it out for yourself. If you merely stay in this intellectual level, Yes, you will come that far. The mind has a limitation, right? But if you allow yourself to experience a connection to another human being on various levels, and again, it doesn't have to be with one person, everything, but experiencing it also, maybe intellectually, maybe emotionally, maybe um, physically, like really diving deep into that, that's that's very scary first of all it's fucking scary and i'm speaking out of my my personal experience because the first times when i opened up my heart again to someone else um that was tough and it's a natural process also like you know we got hurt we open up we're vulnerable with somebody then something happens either we're not confident within ourselves to um to be resilient in whatever is going on on the outside or somebody else is um abusing this um, communication or relationship for whatever reason it's not about blaming so we feel pain we close our heart this is what i did i uh, when i broke out with my um, last partner i i was um, in a state where it was i just want physical connection to to others so it's okay to have sex or to enjoy sexual intimacy but i have no intention to connect emotionally with anyone else because i did not want to experience this full pain it hurts yes but if you're robbing yourself from that so i i i choose the path of physically connection intellectually connecting if and i rob myself uh, from emotionally connecting to another person and only for my current relationship um, that I have with, with my partner, I learned again how to crack, like open my heart. And when you open your heart, and not saying it's an easy process, right? But when you feel, feel 
equally the loneliness, the pain, the sorrow, the grief, um, the disappointment. You also give your chance the possibility to feel joy, ecstasy, love and everything else. If you shut down your heart on one part, you're shutting it down on every part. And that's why I want to just point out that when we abstract negative emotions we're shutting ourselves kind of down we're numbing ourselves and there is a at least for my life i also numb myself through for example experiencing ecstasy bliss and and high level of moments and when i open up my heart and when i uh, and still learning how to not use my mind as a dominant tool to experience emotional reality or experience life, I suddenly felt way brighter range of aliveness. I am alive. I'm really feeling alive. And I have not experienced this when I was purely um, going the academic mind-focused path and uh, um, treating my relationships and connections with other human beings and myself this way. So... My invitation is think less and feel more. Allow yourself to feel fully. Don't distinguish between good emotion, bad emotion. And yes, sometimes it's good to, to understand or verbalize what you're feeling and why you're feeling this way. But equally it is important to feel fully the emotion, to feel fully the experience you're in. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I would love to hear your thought and um, opinion on that topic and your experience, especially with um, the idea of thinking less and feeling more. What is that you have learned throughout your life? What is it that you can take away from this talk? And what is it that you would love to share with me or your community? I would love to hear that. So... Have a beautiful remaining day. As always, have in mind that you are enough. You've always been enough. And you will always be enough. Lots of love and talk to you soon.